When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes. No. Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? Stop doing I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Rodri Gigs on Football Show. This is episode one or series one, episode 11, sorry. Got really confused then because I had a load of sound in my ear which wasn't matching up with what was on screen, I apologise. The show's live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter, Ace Podcast Nation. Of course, you're home to many great shows and series featuring top guests expert analysts and more so please do give us a follow on social media uh subscribe to that youtube channel click the bell for notifications and of course if you prefer your podcasts in audio format you can check all our shows including rodri gigs on football on the sports social podcast network the uk's first dedicated sports podcast network and you can find this show and all the others at uh, www.sport-social.co.uk the h show's got its own little website and stuff like that but um, just as we wait for the, a few latecomers to join us in the in the chat on the three platforms, uh, a little Super 6 update. It's, it's nothing really because uh, we haven't had anything since the weekend. But uh, as of last weekend, uh, Richie Edwards had a good round. He was uh, 14 points scored, but he just missed out on top spot, which went to Jamie Richards and I. Jamie also moved up to third in the overall table. And uh, Martin McCatty also... Uh, 
had a good round. He had moved up to fifth overall. Our new overall leader with his first week in top spot is Jason Payne. Gavin Gordon, ex-Cardiff City striker, another great week, which means he's still top of the celebrity table. And I forgot my predictions, which means my lead over Rodri is cut to 20 points. But uh, the next round is tomorrow. It's three o'clock. So get your predictions done. Not like me, who I forgot mine last week, which is I gave Rodri six points. Not that it would have made a great deal of difference. I probably would have scored the, uh, the usual two points. But uh, I'm just letting him catch up slowly and surely. Got to, you know, he had a late start. Got to let him give him a chance and that, innit? But um, yes, indeed. As always, I am joined by my co host for the show, ex Salford City winger and manager, Mr. Rodri Giggs. How goes it, my friend? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, I was just doing my suit, so soccer six then. Yes, mate. One of the yeah, games I... in it's one of the games in it's postponed. That's weird, isn't it? I know. I thought they'd um, wish they would like switch it out or something. You'd think, wouldn't it? Because I don't know when it was postponed, mind, but they normally you don't have a postponed game on there, do you? So it's like. One last game for me to fail at, I suppose. But uh, I am. I'm just giving you a chance, mate, to catch up. I know you. You know you missed the first five or six games, <laughs> but uh, down to twenty points now. I'm going to let it get down to about what I know ten, and then I'll start doing it properly. I think. But um, well, you shouldn't yeah. be giving me a start. You've already given me a five game start. So yeah, well, yeah, I'm nice like that. Nice like that. But yeah. uh, mate, considering it's international week, there is so much to talk about. Is it unreal? Um, it's been like the manager merry-go-round. We've talked about potential managers for various clubs over the last couple of weeks. Um, but some of those managers have now come in. But just before we get to that, I wanted to talk to you about possibly one of the, the weirdest stories I've seen in football for a, for a fair while. And that was um, involving the PSG and France women's team. Uh, so you had... Uh, Paris Saint-Germain midfielder Aminato Diallo was uh, arrested. She hasn't been charged with anything at the moment. I think she's been released without charge at the moment uh, for basically uh, being involved in an attack on a teammate, uh, Kiara Hamarai, who they they play in the same position. They both play for Paris and they both play for France. Um, and they were leaving some sort of event or a, a, a restaurant or somewhere like this. Uh, and they were set upon by two masked men who, uh, and they attacked uh, Kiara Hamurai with an iron bar, targeting her legs, like proper, uh, in, like they injured her. And they really sort of, she was out of the big Champions League game versus Real Madrid, which Diallo that played in. Um, very, very strange. Uh, you know, it might turn out that. It's got nothing to do with it. I don't know what you know what they're basing their suspicions on. Whether it was just because, from what I've read, the the masked men only attacked uh, Hamurai. They didn't sort of attack Diallo, which would probably arouse suspicion, I guess. But it's a bit much. Is it a bit much to think that a footballer would target a teammate at international and club level just because of uh, you know basically competition? The only thing that's similar I can think about this was the um, remember the ice skater. There was a woman ice skater, Americans. That's right. I vaguely remember something. And they were they were going for the Olympics, and um, 
one of them injured the other or something along the lines or I don't, I don't know anyway but that yeah it's it's deep that in it it's you know yeah. obviously they're not they're not manly enough to, to use the fist they have to use iron bars as well so yeah it's crazy um, it seems like they um they like they you know they were targeting her legs which makes you think that you know it was designed to stop her playing football basically um you know whether this woman was involved or the teammate was involved or not. Nothing to do with if they over the head, they might kill a Ryan Bars. Yeah. Well, I suppose, yeah, but, you, but it's you, weird. You just look at, look at, you, you know, there's, there's no smoke without fire. Where would that come from? You know, because I've heard that earlier days ago. The, it's yeah, it's random, happened. isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, you know, there's no smoke without fire, really. You can't really say that. Uh, but then it is strange if, they, if they're together and they only attacked her. Is one white and one black as well. Yeah. Um, they also said uh, a lot of their teammates, um, and also I think it was the pre- president of PSG or someone of authority, I'd have to double-check who that was, uh, gave a statement saying that they get on, the two girls get on really well. Um, so they they think there's nothing to that sort of accusation. But it's, uh, it's a mad story, like really crazy story. Um and I saw a few people kind of on social media, not loads, but a few people kind of saying how it's, if it, if it turns out that Diallo is responsible or was involved in any way, it's going to really drag down women's football, sort of, you know, it's going to knock it back a few years and stuff. Like, just because you haven't seen anything like that in the men's game, I don't necessarily correlate the two and I don't necessarily think that it... Um, like no, it, you it damages the women's you game because you have these freak incidents that you know yeah. you've never heard of before. You probably never see it again. So, or maybe it turns out that it's not the case, and you know it's just a random attack. It's just really is random, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a crazy story. And I mean, on the on the um, on the lines of sort of law and order, I suppose, and punishment. Uh, David Ibbotson, pilot of the uh, fated. Emiliano Sala uh, flight was uh, jailed for 18 months. Um, first thing I said to you when you texted me and said he'd been jailed for 18 months is I said he'll be out in six, which unfortunately, look, I think I said on this show actually a couple of weeks back, I hope he gets you know a long sentence. I hope he gets the maximum they can give him to sort of set an example. I believe that he's responsible in a very large part along with the agents involved but I was also worried that he wasn't going to get any jail time at all so I suppose I should be happy in some ways that he got at least 18 months but I do think he'll be out pretty quick Um, what was your first reaction when you heard that he'd got 18 months were you expecting him to get some sort of jail term Oh, most definitely, especially the, the the stuff that he was saying on on text messages. That the, the stuff that uh, the little bits of it that I've seen. Oh yeah, most definitely, it's definitely a cover up. They're trying to cover themselves, and yeah, it's just a, a just a sad, sad story. You know, boats come over for the movie's life, and end up dying in it because someone's you know trying to skimp and trying to not pay the proper fees and. To, to, no, just a proper, proper plane that's that's airworthy at least, and 
Yeah, it's just a sad story all around, and you should just yeah, not eighteen months is nothing. nothing. It's nothing, is it, when you consider no. the the heartache which his family have been through, and what you've also, I think, people sometimes forget is like apart from the plane not being airworthy and and all that stuff, is the guy or the person that he chose to fly the plane and arranged for it and etc like he knew full well that that guy wasn't supposed to be doing commercial flights he wasn't supposed to be flying at night because he was colorblind like that those two things on their own is mind-blowingly yeah it's like, just it but, tells you know, story, they've, they've it? obviously done it before so yeah that's it how many times did he do it and get away with it yeah it's just the plane you know just caught up with him the plane and it was a terrible accident and that's one that could have been prevented easily. 100%. Um, Rob Boyle says, don't reckon he'll see the inside of a jail cell myself. So what do you say to that? I think... I oh, will. Yeah, yeah will. I think he sees sometimes. I don't think he'll be in there long, I've got to be said. Um, so he's got a 18-month prison sentence for endangering an aircraft with a three-month suspended sentence. Is that a three-month? Yeah, three-month sentence to run concurrently for attempting to, to discharge a passenger. Um I think he'll, he'll have to see some, you know, he'll have to go to prison in some oh, way. Oh, yeah, most, most Even most on appeal, they, they might reduce it, but it's, um, you yeah, know, shocking, mate. I just, I said, and the other thing I said to you, mate, the video was, I hope, I really hope now that he's been prosecuted, that they go after uh, the agent and his father, who were so massively entrenched in the involvement of it and the, the, the dodginess of the aircraft, the company they use, David Ibbotson, everything about it, the agents were had their hands in it. And I would like to see, if the, if the police are not going to go after him, I would like to see the football authorities at least go after him and at least kind of punish them that way because otherwise these guys, these people will still do, you know, they'll keep doing it. They'll keep doing these cut corners putting young people, putting people, any people at, at risk. And I just, just for the sake of a, a few extra, you know, a couple of hundred grand here and there, I'm, I'm kind of fed up with football agents, but there we go. I'm sh There is some good ones around, you know, I know that, but there's also a lot of shady ones. Have you ever come across any, like, uh, really shady football agents uh, over the years, mate? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. There's, um, not, I think it's, not to, it's extent, better. not to the extent where they're gonna, you know, possibly yeah. kill someone. Of course. But, oh yeah, but no, yeah, hundred percent. I could tell like, you, I could, I could tell you, your, your managers as well, who, who likes a lot of that brown envelope. But you know, we don't want to get think, in trouble. No, we don't want to get in trouble. Allegedly, obviously, everything, isn't it? But um, I think like things have got better on that front generally. You know, compared to, I think, like the 80s, 70s, 90s, there was a lot of uh, the old brown envelopes going around, wasn't there? And the, there yeah. was, if you remember, like the sort of mid 90s, there was like a period in like uh, the tabloids and the newspapers when journalists actually used to investigate stuff and not just write about social media posts. They, um, there used to be all, all sorts of stories about like bungs and bribes and things within managers and footballers. You felt like it was almost every week. You had that, was it Sven, when they dressed up as like a shake? Um, the journalist, I forget who that was. Um, and obviously you had Sam Allardyce lost his job as England manager because of a video which was taken of him. It's, um, yeah, 
it's one of them things i think unfortunately it's like the darker side of football and um so in america uh, on the vice tv channel they um, they've got these series called uh, dark side of so they got a uh, dark side of the ring which is about wrestling and each episode looks about like historic like things which used to go on outside the ring back in the 80s and 90s whether it's like drug taking or this guy who killed people and you know all these different dark sides of the sort of story um and i think they've done it on american football as well um and they've done it on music i would really because they make this such well well made documentaries i have really hoped they go and make a similar series on the dark side of football or the dark side of soccer it would probably be because it's in america but like i would i think there's some real real stories about like just the dark side of football, the, the bribery, the the bullying. And, you know, like if you think of, like, um, who was that guy who got jail time recently, like in the last year or so, um, the, it was it used to be a coach of, like, young footballers. Um, oh, oh Benny. 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 Yeah, that's it, Ben yeah. So, I yeah. mean, like, there's all sorts of stories like that, which I think, you know, go back years. Um, you know, even, even now, look at the Benjamin Mendy stuff. Oh, Jesus no. Christ, yeah. Benjamin Mendy. Sigmundson. No. Tell you what would be a really um, a good story as well, or a good documentary, if they would do it the same way they've done the others, is obviously you've got, like, the Chad Evans story, which, you know, that's, like, the other side of it, isn't it? Like, he went through all the stuff and then sort of came out the yeah. other side. I think he's his career and it never recovered, though, did it? You know, at the end of the day, like... He's never quite hit the heights that he was at because he lost a couple, you know, I think a good couple of years of his career. Like when he went to jail, he was at his peak and he was yeah. just made the whale squads. But yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that series, mate. Um, 100%. So, um, let's have a look at these comments. Anything interesting at the moment? So, look, yes, yeah, so I, I had a good birthday yesterday. Thank you to everyone who wished me happy birthday. Appreciate that. What was it, your 50th? What was it, 40th? 40th, yeah, It's the grey, mate. It makes me look look distinguished. <laughs> so I'm told. No, uh, yeah, no, it was all right. It was good. I am um, chill. Nice chilled evening. Sweet. I um, got a nice uh, nice bottle of red wine off my brother as well, which um, I shall be looking forward to. I was hoping I was going to drink it tomorrow, but um, I got to pick my son up from work after the internationals. From Cardiff City Centre, so I don't think I'll be, uh, don't think I'll be doing that tomorrow. So I'll have to find a, a nice evening for that. But I'm looking forward to that. Right, mate. We're gonna have to start on these managers because uh, there's been a lot of movement uh, over the the last week or so in terms of managers. I think what we'll do is we'll start in the Championship and we'll move our way up to the Premier League. So Chris Wilder took over at Middlesbrough after Neil Warnock. I think. I don't know. As a, maybe I'm not as as deeply entrenched in Middlesbrough as I was probably about a year ago when Andy was on the channel more. We were obviously he's been a Borough fan. We used to talk about Borough quite a lot. Um, I was shocked when Neil Warnock left. I didn't expect it. I thought he was doing okay. He got off. They'd had a good start to the season. Has sort of gone a bit like uh, towards the last couple of weeks. Do you think it was more? that Chris Wilder was available and he was being linked with Cardiff and Barnsley and all these clubs 
that Borough decided he was the man for the job and they needed to move quick? Or do you think Warnock would have gone either way? Well, by the sound, it's a weird one because they didn't lose as well. And yeah. um, I think they've got a good relationship, though, with um, Gibson and, and Warnock. So they've obviously talked it out. You know, Warnock's not a spring chicken anymore. What's he, 75? No. Yeah, something like that. So, uh... so yeah, he's... he's, he's, he's Sorry, I was going to say, do you think he's done now, Warnock? I don't know. You, just, you never know. He's, he's full of life, isn't he? So, but you never know. You know what a job pops up, and, you, and you'll see him again. But you know, he's been he's been a good manager. But you know, I don't know what what he was smoking with his with his manager list, top manager list. To have Fergie oh, yes, mate. Let's talk so, about that. So have, Neil Warnock, you can have top, someone who's top of the list who was at the Premier League but never won the Champions League. That's just flawed, really. So <laughs> he obviously, he's obviously, obviously got. He doesn't like Fergie or Fergie's rubbed his nose off the wrong way. Well, you know what it is, so, isn't it? Even it's that, team um, having fourth is like shut up, Neil. He was um, so off the talk sport. Neil Warnock did his top five managers of the Premier League era. I think it was. Um, Oh, no, five best ever Premier League managers. So, first and foremost, he had number one was Arsene Wenger. Um, where's the list? Which is just a, a joke. It's a joke. Yeah, of course it is. Well, the thing with it is, um, and someone pointed this out on social media, I forget who it was when I asked, um, but they said he's got a problem with gigs because, uh, sorry, he's got a problem with Fergie because. Uh, that last game of the season when Tevez was there, Sheffield United went down after United lost to West Ham and United fielded, fielded a, a very weak side, didn't they? And then West Ham you you know, know, won. Set, and... his, his argument was, you know, Arsene Wenger changed the game and blah, 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 blah. Shut up, Neil. Not having that at all. Like, so he had Fergie for four. Talking about, talking about brown envelopes. But go on, moving swiftly on. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 Uh, so Fergie was fourth, Pep was second, Klopp was third, um, and I forget who was the fifth one. Um, Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho. So I don't dispute. So two of them in the top three have not won the Champions League in the Premier League. Klopp has, Fergie has, don't think even Mourinho has. So I know it's for the Premier League. Well, Mourinho but... has, haven't he? Mourinho He's not won the Champions League in the Premier League, though. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right, OK. He won it. Uh, yeah, he won it didn't he? Oh. With Madrid and... Yeah, yeah. Right, got you. I yeah, so... I don't think he won it with Madrid. He won it with Porto, Inter Milan. But who would you add to that list? So if you're looking at Premier League managers, like, who would oh, you, you add you to that add, list? The list is, is right, but it's just in the, the wrong, wrong order. order yeah. What's your, what's your you order, then, mate? Alex Ferguson? He's won 13 Premier League medals. <laughs> Right, Arsene Wenger won what two, three? Okay, he won't went up all season without getting beat. But what do you get for that? Nothing. So what, I don't see the point of that. So uh, yeah, it's not even second for me. I'd put you've got to argue with Klopp or Pep. It's one of them two, isn't it? So do you know the reason I would put Klopp ahead of Pep? and people might find this a bit controversial, I don't know, is when I look at the job which Klopp did at Dortmund, no one else has been able to replicate that. 
in terms of competing with Bayern Munich. Not even close, I don't think. I think that's a fair no, statement. Pep, you know, the Barcelona team he had, the billion but is that pounds. The, spent, is that the player? the, it's the players, though, isn't it? Manchester City. So, yeah, Klopp's had less funds and less things to work with and he's got really and he good results. won the title with Liverpool for the first time in, what, what was it, 23 years or something? Like, yeah, no other... Brendan Rodgers came close. It was more than that. It was like 30 years or something. Oh, yeah, okay. So that and Brendan Rodgers, what he came close to need that one year until Stevie slipped. Yeah, but they won it. When did they win it? Nineteen ninety-one. Last time they won it. Yeah, so I think I'd go Fergie, Klopp, Pep, and then you could take your pick out of Mourinho. I'd probably go Mourinho. Then, then, then there's an argument about Mourinho and Ars Wenger. If you're going to choose Wenger or Mourinho, Mourinho had Wenger's number every time they played each other. Mm. So, Remember what we said on Friday, mate? That Harry Maguire would score a goal. He's just scored. Yeah, but he's, he's, got, he's scored in for England. He scored for Tottenham. Who are they playing? In the European. You know, he's, yeah. he's, still, he's still down tools for three months. No, Harry uh, Maguire, mate, Harry, not Harry Kane. Adam? Harry Maguire, not Kane. Harry Maguire scored? Yeah. Well, that, that's what... This is what Roy Keane mentioned before it started. This is where you should get away from United. Get away from the negativity and go to England where you're going to have a jolly up and, and going to be easy and get your confidence back. Where Rashford and Greenwood have, have said, no, I'm going to stay. But why, I'm glad he's gone and, and I hope he get, plays well and gets some confidence back because that's what we need. No one to have a stink and then come back. Because what's that yeah, good for us? Exactly. You want to go away, have a good experience and then come back, you know, feeling good, not, oh, can I'm back here again. Yeah, and I mean, we're going to talk about United in a bit, but um, back on Middlesbrough very quickly. Chrissy Wilder, I know um, I know Andy thinks exceptionally high end of, of him. He thinks he's a great manager. He played under him. Um, but like, how do you think he will do at Middlesbrough? Do you think it's a good fit? Yes. Yeah. He, he, he expects them to have, have a good run in the Championship this year and, and possibly promoted next year because he is a good manager but he does need time I think it's a good fit Yeah I do, I think he did a tremendous job at Sheffield United um, and I think I mentioned before that I think he was kind of, they were happy with him and happy with him and happy with him when he was in the top six for three quarters of the season and then Listen, the, next, the yeah, next season yeah. when he got relegated they were done with him straight away and I think that's you got to take Sammy, the rough and smooth a little as bit. Well. He, um, the Aston Villa should have had a goal against them when the yeah the, yeah of course he did yeah the VR wasn't working or the goal technology wasn't working for the one only time that's happened. So and then um, so sorry, that's United, all the more reason as well to give him a bit of extra time when you know the, he's been stitched up like that. The pandemic, you know, Sheffield United fed off the home home crowd. Yes, home. And and that was gone. So and I think they, they suffered from that massively because Grandma Lane was a fortress from that and the fans got behind him. So you know, there's a few things that went against him, but you know, you can't not what he did, he got him promoted, he had a really good season, the first Premier League season, and then the pandemic hits and then and he it all goes into downward spiral and, and they get rid. So and look where they are now. So yeah, it's um He's a good manager and they've got a, it's a good fit, like I said. 100%, mate. So, um, also, we had, like with Chris Wilder, I think Middlesbrough, they made some good signings in the summer. I think they strengthened their squad. 
I think he'll probably want to bring in a couple of his own players in January. But I do think that Middlesbrough could go on and finish the table, finish the season quite strongly. Um, and I think, like you said, if they give him time, which Steve Gibson, look, by the way, is renowned for being a good owner and giving his managers time to bed in and and give, you know, they're 14th uh, on 22. They're, they're way ahead of kind of the Hull City and the bottom three on 12. The nice 10-point cushion there. They're only four points off the playoffs. If he gets off to a flyer, like, say, like what Mick McCarthy did at the start of his reign, where you win like six or seven on the bounce, they're going to be in the playoffs anyway. So it's early enough in the season. You've got the January window as well. They can use that January window, you know, if things don't quite get off to a flyer and they sucked into the relegation a little bit, then he can bring in players accordingly. If they're up in, you know, sixth, fifth in a couple of weeks, he can bring in players to make a push to retain that playoff place. I think it's a good shout and I think it's a good time to make the change. Um, I did, I said again, a couple of weeks back, I said, now the international break now this international break is the best time if you want to make a change to a manager it's like in the first part of the season i think this is the best break to do it because your manager's got a little period before christmas then you've got all the christmas games and then you've you've got that time to prepare for the january window to plan for the rest of the season accordingly once you get past christmas you are kind of really under pressure to just salvage the season um, so I think it's a good shout for them. Um, also in the championship, Cardiff City, uh, their owners did a massive U-turn and decided that Steve Morrison was the right man for the job. Uh, he's got it. Mark Hudson is first team coach. Uh, I talked to someone a couple of days ago and said that I would like to see Steve Morrison get it to the end of the season and then um, have a look around and make a really good well, that was decision last long week. Term. You you seem to think that he was doing a good job, and I said, you know, he had to win, and then he did win. So it's, they've obviously seen progression. It's, it's obviously been good noise around the training ground, and they've given him the job, and and rightly so. So it was we'll see what happens and and see how they so, get on. But obviously, the, the performances have turned around, and, and they've started getting a tune out the players. So. Yeah, why change it again? Yeah, I think it's a very intelligent decision. He's got it till the end of the season, but they've also brought in former Cardiff captain Mark Hudson as his first team coach. Mark Hudson, not only a massively experienced footballer, beloved by Cardiff fans, which helps, but also when he's done there is that when they bring like ex players in, some of the players there will still be friendly with them. So, yeah, you know, the, 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 the playing score will give an extra. 10 15 because they yeah. obviously like them, and you know, the worry you've got at the end of the season what do they do then? You know, it, well, if they uh, do well, we just see, yeah, we just see how, how they go on, and hopefully, they, they climb at the table and do well. Yeah, Mark Hudson, mate, um, he was a phenomenal uh player for Cardiff, but also in 2014, he joined Middlesbrough and then, then uh, as a coach, and then when David Wagner left. He took over the Huddersfield team for, I think it was about a month, maybe two months. And he did a phenomenal job. And I remember talking to Andy about it and saying, like, I wouldn't be against him getting a chance as manager. He did a great job as a manager. So I think he's got that experience of coaching and, and managing as well. 
Steve Morrison's got the familiarity with the players already. The players, by all accounts, the feedback has been they love playing for him. He's familiar with the young the young players at the football club because he's been working with the under-23s. It makes sense to not rush a decision to get a new manager in. If you've got someone there who knows the players, you've brought in someone who's got a bit of experience as well. Why wouldn't you wait until the end of the season? Because you don't know who's going to be available at the end of the season as well. So, like, we might have looked around and thought, you know what, no one suited us. Maybe they wanted Chris Wilder and he's gone somewhere else. You don't know. Like, say, they've, you know, they've done a good job. The noise of coming out of the training ground is good. And they're supposed to experience players and they're happy to, to, to keep with the, the management that they've got, you know, give them to the end of the season and see what happens. I'm pretty sure, you know, if, if they start to dip and they start to go down, then they'll probably talk about them. But, can't see that happening. I can see him. I can see him doing well because you always get a good response when you got ex-players or you know. Yeah, I mean, they just they the this playing squad reacts to it, doesn't it? In a in a positive yeah. light, you, you and do I get a reaction, especially if they're good guys as well. Yeah, and I think the one thing which Steve Morrison has has straight away installed is like a real backbone to the to the. To the team, to the he's you know in in you see in the players running that extra yard. I guess you could say, mate, that the the team has got balls, and um, support for the Rodri gigs in football show is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the men the men's below the waist grooming champions of the world. You can get an exclusive offer at the moment. It's twenty percent off, free shipping worldwide, and. Uh, you want pre- precision tools for the family jewels, mate. But they also, you know, they've got uh, a fourth generation lawnmower trimmer here. Lawnmower 4.0. All across Europe and the world available. And um, you can join this over 4 million. Well. So ball what one there? You've got, you got uh, the, the, the ball toner and the ball deodorant, mate, which comes as part of the precision pack. Um, but I say to you, like, that, um, I think it was the deodorant. It might have been the 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 toner, but the 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 deodorant, which is I think it's like anti chafing and all this sort of stuff. Good if you're doing like sports or like bike riding things like that. A lot of running, different gravy, mate. Change the I game. I was like, why? Yeah, it's absolute game changer. I was like, why have I not used this for the last forty years? It was unreal. I cannot put that over enough. That it was just unreal. And like, you know, I got the spiel to to say that like, you can join over four million men and women worldwide who trust Manscaped, and uh, we got the cove twenty percent off. But I do want to talk about like the um, that lawnmower four point um, I used it to trim my beard the other day. You can use it to shave any part of your body, and it's it's a proper, really good shaver, and it comes with a couple of guards for if you want it a bit longer and stuff like that. But um, I used it to do the edges of my beard and stuff. It was yeah, absolutely superb. I'm not a big, big super. of shaving, but I used it. You know, it is, I'm going to use like a clean shaving, but I used it. It was really good. It's probably Top one of the best ones I've ever used. I used to use the wall ones, but it was better than that. It was miles better. And, well, mate, uh, I, go on. No, it's, it's, and then, like you say, the ball, the old, and you, you think, well, is this going to sting? But no, it's just... Uh, yeah, mate. Unreal. Yeah. Game changer, mate. 100% game changer. I am, um, 
and, and like I know, like we've got some ladies who watch, and they do, uh, they do female products as well. And I know, like lawnmower, lawnmower four point is supposed to be good for if you like, you need to shave your legs and you need to do it quick, and you got to get, you know, you got to get, you haven't got much time to do it. Get it, get it, get the lawnmower four point shave it quickly. Nice precision, precision performance. Um, and look, tell, over the tell, years, tell, next, tell, tell, uh, we need to let Garrett know. That's what it's for, Garen. You need to be shaving your balls. That's why you've got ball toner. That's it, mate. It's um, ball deodorant. And obviously I'm give it clean and then give it the old shave. It's beautiful, mate. I've bloody 40. And, um, you know, you know, I like to got to keep things tidy, you know, um, as you, especially as you get older. Yeah, well, I, I'd, yeah, let then... myself go. I'd let myself go. So it was like the Jackson 5 down there. So <laughs> I loved it. That's it, mate. all you need. Just um, but it's like I I was surprised, mate. I gotta be honest. Like I've tried many different like beard trimmers and all these different things, and I seem to go through them non-stop. Like just I get I've almost felt like I got one like once a year, just a different one because I just didn't quite like it. Um, it's got a torch on it. I don't know if you'll be able to see it on the camera. So like when you press it on, it's got like a torch on it to help you get that precision as well. But I was just amazed at the quality of it, um, because I think because it's the thing I used to struggle with was like um, I always the, the the like the width of it would always be too wide, so or too small, so I couldn't get in all the gaps and stuff. But it was uh, it was superb, and I'm I'm fully fully on board with the the toner and the deodorant as well. Very, very impressed. It's, boxer uh, shorts, but they boxer shorts or like gym tights. Well, they, no, they they are they 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 made boxer shorts, but they're like they're made with um special material and stuff to like silk avoid chafing. Yeah, they were unbelievable. They, they reminded me of the um the Calvin Klein's, which came out a few years ago. But I was like, they're so comfy. Um, so yeah, there's so much stuff on um the Manscaped website. It's Christmas coming up. And all I can say is use the code GIGS, get yourself 20% off, get some gifts for your friends. And of course, you're supporting the show and the channel by doing so. Uh, it's worldwide free shipping as well. So you get 20% off whatever the price is, whatever you buy. You also get free shipping. Um, the delivery is super quick as well. So like, I cannot, just cannot tell you. You can also get things such as the, the Weed Whacker, which is like an ear and nose hair trimmer. Um, that's not something which I've ever thought about, mate, I've got to be honest. But I did notice the other day I had a couple of... Uh... I, I'm, I'm, I've ordered, I ordered the nose trimmer. Did you? I've um, yeah, overused the coat. Because, yeah, I always use them. The, I've lost me once. So oh, well, you know what? I'll get that one. Cause of the, the, the Weed the, Whacker, uh, mate. Yeah. But um, it's waterproof and it uses... and It's got like a 9,000... RPM motor on it, 360 degree accuracy, dual blade system, top quality stuff, mate. Stop top quality, top quality gear. Nobody, not even Santa, wants hairs under the chimney. There you go. But uh, check out manscape.com. Support Ace Podcast Nation. Yeah, it is, it is it is and if you get one, and you get one, and use the code over Christmas, I'll be down in Wales. I'll get you. I'll buy you a nice Christmas lunch. Nice lunch. Flowers. Nice there you go, mate. There you go. Have a, have a Christmas party, beers. There you go. There we go. But uh, yeah, appreciate us. Support the channel, support the show. 
No, they're not lawnmower sized, James Costley. Little, little thing like that. Come on, mate. Come on. The weed whacker is like. like it's that. got uh, hands free uh, holder as well. So you, you, you oh, yeah. The, the, that's about that. Like the charger. Yeah, so you don't have to carry around the charger. The, the holder comes separate, which is good as well. Yeah, so you can just store it. It stands up the charger. I'll bring the I'll bring the charger next week so we can show. But it um yeah, it, it stands up like that, so it looks looks tidy in your bathroom or your bedroom. A little Christmas present, isn't it? It is, yeah. Like so, the the package we got was the um I think it was the I think it's called the performance packages package comes with the lawnmower four point the the ball toner, the ball deodorant, um, a t shirt, and. Yeah, the charger, which just comes with a stand as well. That is like the ideal gift for the for the man or woman in your life. Use the code gigs, get 20% off, support the channel, support the people. But we move on, my friends. Um so we're uh, we're gonna move from the championship into the Premier League, mate. And uh, oh, there's been some uh, some movement in the, the managerial market. Um, we'll start with Aston Villa. Steven Gerrard in. Um, the Rangers fans, mate, are not happy. They um, they are not happy at all. I saw a few burning of shirts. I saw someone punching a like a cardboard cutout of Stevie G. Are they right to feel let down, or should they just wish him well and kind of get on with it? Look where he was when he come. Just yeah, look he's done a very, very good job, haven't he? Just have a look where he was when Stephen Gerrard come to Rangers. Be thankful he's been there. Sorted your club out. Left it in fantastic position. Europe, Premier League champions. But no, you ought to start hating on him. He's come there. It was always going to be a stepping stone. Let's have it right. And let's have it right. Glasgow Rangers is one of the biggest clubs in Britain. But they're in the Scottish League and not in the Premier League. So it was always going to be, and you know, Christian Perslow, the connection there, Aston Villa. Aston Villa is also a massive club, won the European Cup. So, yes, they're, they're probably the biggest club in Birmingham. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was a no-brainer for me, really. But to be upset with Steven Gerrard, do me a favour. You're in the Division 1, languishing in there. and Yeah, and now you're... you're your league champions, you're in the Europa League, flying, and he's left the squad in a better place than he's than he arrived. So, yeah, just get over it. I think, I think the only reason maybe they they could be a bit frustrated is obviously he's put him in a good position this season, haven't he? And Celtic, like Rangers, haven't won back to back titles for a long time, have they? So, I guess they were hoping that they were going to pick Celtic to. To victory again, but look, no. You go, big... When you go into and you go into a, a, a club, seeing seeing Donna saying that Donna there saying how many trophies are in. Sometimes it's not about the trophies win, but he did stop Celtic winning the tenth in a row, which is important. There, he won the league when he left them, but when he come there, they were rubbish and they were languishing. League one, he got into the Premier League. Yes, they didn't do well in the first league, but they, they consolidated. And then the next year, they went on and won it. You know, what more do you want? And he's left them in a great position. So, yeah, I don't know what they're, they're upset about. Gone back in the Champions League. 
But um, he got him back in the Champions League. Were you were you surprised that he went to Villa and didn't wait to maybe yeah. take over from yeah. Klopp? I am, I am surprised. I thought he was going to be Rangers, and then as soon as Klopp leaves, he's Liverpool bound. But you know, he, he, he wants to get into the mix of it. He, you know, and, and I. No, I would take him at Manchester United tomorrow. That's a big statement that word from where you is. But that type of person, no, I know it'll never happen, but that type of person, that's why we need like a you know Roy Keane. He he's he's on that ilk. No dis no bullshit. No, you either do it my way, it's down the road, uh, and he gets the best out of players. I think Roy's a bit more, you know, a bit more probably abusive, should I say. But no, Stephen Gerrard, for me, he's been a top, top player. One of the best that I've ever seen in the Premier League, if not one of the best. So, and, and he's going on to, to be just as good as a coach and as a manager. And, and I don't, not frightened saying it, even with Liverpool connections. I've always liked Stephen Gerrard. I will always like Stephen Gerrard. Yeah, but he generally conducts himself pretty well as well in terms of even in his career. I know he had one or two little things, but generally he's pretty like professional and stuff like that. Um, I mean, he's only won one trophy as Rangers manager, I just checked, but he's won a load of individual awards as manager and as a coach. So no, but I can say, I'll go back side. It's how you you go into a club and you think, right, I need to go in there, make an impact and leave. And if I, if I end up leaving, I don't get sacked, I leave as a, a better place. And he's done that. So... Yes, they're probably upset because they know how good he is. But, you know, you, you just got to wish him well and, and thank him. And, and just, yeah, he's back to where Rangers belong. He's at the top of the league and fighting for titles and being in Europe. And he's just going on to bigger and better things now, which is the Premier League. Yeah, and I think, let's, look, let's be realistic. Villa's probably another stepping stone for me if things go well. The idea I would imagine would be for him to have a good few seasons at you know, good say two or three seasons at Villa, take well, them back up well towards at, the top ten. Liverpool are well, gonna want him then. Well at Villa. He's flying at Villa and then you know two years down top the road. Goals. Yeah. So that would then we'll, we'll know what you know where his loyalty lies. Will he stay with Villa or will he lead to Liverpool? Pretty yeah, sure I know an answer. Yeah. Um do you think John Terry will be a little bit upset that he hasn't got that job. Not that I know if he went for it, but I would imagine he did. He's a former assistant man, a recent assistant manager there, did a very good job there. Would he be a little bit put out, do you think, that he didn't get the job? Or do you think that he's probably got other plans? Or No, you've got, you've got to look at, you know, some people, in my eyes, go the easy option. Okay. Uh, and... He went the easy option. Stephen Gerrard has done his apprenticeship. He did it at Liverpool, the under-18s for two years. Then he went on to Rangers and done three years. That's five years' experience as a manager. John Terry has zero experience as a manager. Zero. So it's a, mm. it's a gamble. Stephen Gerrard is not a gamble. Why would you gamble? Yeah, I agree. I do agree, actually. I think um, Gerard's much less of a gamble than someone who's never managed a first team. Um, I'd also I have say, no doubt that John Terry will be, will be a good coach, but why would you gamble? Yeah, Stephen Gerrard is a sure thing. I guarantee you that now. He is a sure thing. 
he will make that team better and he'll get Villa up the league. Because so I here's have, a question I for have you confidence then, in, And just watching, knowing the football, knowing the game and knowing how he operates and watching him, watching him speak, watching how he, he interacts with his players. Yeah, there's, there's only one way he's going. So John Terry is a gamble. Owen Jones puts a good question to you, and I know there's a few other questions there. I'm going to get to those questions uh, in a little bit um, as we get to those subjects. But um, Owen Jones says, uh, what does Gerard have to do to be a success at Aston Villa? Dean Smith finished 11th last year and he's sacked now. Top 10. That's why, yeah. that's why they've got rid of Dean Smith and that's why they've brought someone like Steven Gerrard. But they have to have... Well, you say funds. They've bought some players this year, but you know they're not Steven Gerrard's players. So, you know, I'm pretty sure it'll bring in quality players as well. So, uh, you know, as a player, you identify. You can identify good players. I think better. Yeah. Especially at, that, at his level. So, yeah, I can only see him getting better. You know, he's got. A, he's got. A, a good coaching team around him, Gary McAllister of experience and the other kick out in his name that's big up there that he used in Rangers as well. So don't think you'll see any set piece coaches there. But you know yeah. Do you um do you think Dean Smith was a little bit hard done by or do you think it's just the way football is now? He'd lost a few games and kind of just got he knows the score. Yeah. You've lost a hundred million pound player, and you've brought in a lot of players. But sometimes that you've seen that before, it doesn't work. I.e., Gareth, Gareth Bale, when and they brought a lot of players, and that didn't work. So sometimes it takes time to to, to bed these players in. And you know, Jack Grealish was a focal point for Aston Villa, and now he's he's gone. Has yes, he been let down yes, by, by those players if he's brought in? Pardon. Has he been let down by the players he's brought in? Because I don't think any of them have really no, performed. No, 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 necessarily. You know, he had a good start, and then he's, he's kind of dipped a bit. You know, I remember playing. They played against. They played against us at Old Trafford. They looked. They looked decent. So yeah, I think, and people forget. Like Aston, Aston Villa is a big club, mate. Like if Gerard is, if they back Gerard, and he does do a similar job to what he's done at Rangers. Like, I think there's there's, uh, there's a chance there to build, like, a bit of a legacy just at a Villa without having to go to Liverpool. Like, if he can return trophies to, you know, like a League Cup or something to Aston Villa, I really believe that that's... Like, that would be a, something really special, mate. It, it, it's difficult to me. You say League Cup City have won that the last four years. I know. Oh, that. I know. I know. I know. It's not as easy but, as that. But know, I just Everton, mean if he was able Newcastle to. Newcastle be after that now. Everton will be after it. You know, all these big teams are after it. It's not easy to win it to win a cup. So will he? Will he put all his eggs in one basket when when that comes round again next year instead of playing his squad players and because he needs the strongest for the league? That's how they usually do it there. And obviously, the bigger teams have got stronger squads. That's why they get to the final, i.e. City, four times in a row. So, um, it's, it's going to be it's not going to be easy for him. But, you know, Birmingham, it used to be the second biggest city. I don't think it is anymore. I think Manchester took over. But, you know, it's the biggest club in Birmingham, easily, for me. You know, probably, probably, yeah. West, probably West Brom, Wolves, uh, Birmingham, you know, Villa's. Yeah, it's the bigger club. 
I think Newcastle have changed the game a bit, haven't they, in terms of what oh, Newcastle those, those sort of middle-of-the-road teams at the moment yeah, could no. go on and do. Yeah, Newcastle will be a top-six side now. The, the, no, the, the owner's got 10 times as more money than City. Owner. Guy's got a different crazy. amount of money. So it's just a matter of time before that happens. But it's going to be like two or three years down the line before that happens. But, you know, they're going to be in the, in the mix for the trophies now. So... It's, it's, yeah, getting, it's getting harder, but he wants to go and test himself, and that's what you've got in mind. You know, he's thinking, you know, I've done well here, but you know, I want to try and test myself there, and you've got to admire that. And I, I, I believe he'll do, do that as well. So, like I say, I, I do. I, I've always liked Steven Jai as a player, as a person, the way he spoke. It's just it's a pity he played for Liverpool. Yeah, shame, isn't it? Fergie wanted him at one point, didn't he? He, he did. He, he did, yeah. Oh, could you imagine for, uh, Gerard and Scholes in midfield? Gerard, Scholes, and Keynes in midfield. Imagine that. Unbelievable. Um, so then uh, Lampard also looking to get back into management. It looked for the majority of the week as if he was going to go to Norwich. I um, I always felt like that was a weird fit. I didn't think it was a good fit. Um, a few hours ago today, they they've announced that, or it's been announced that he's pulled out a talk with Norwich. I've got to say. I don't think it was a good fit. I actually think Lampard to Rangers, from a football point of view, is a pretty good fit. But well, you think that's why he's pulled out. I think that's why he's pulled out. Well, that's, but that's a, the only a, thing someone put in the case, chat, someone put in the chat that he's got young kids and he might not want to uproot them. But then he was travelling from London to Derby, and his no, missus no, was no, working in London. To London than, than Derby, surely. Huh? Norwich is closer to London than Derby, surely. I don't know, mate. Do you know me and John? I'm pretty sure it is. It's, it's not. It's probably Close. 10, 15 minutes different either way. Because Norwich is down south. It's Suffolk. But, like, the Norwich job to me, mate, right, for someone at Frank Lampard now who's looking to, to make a statement, because he did well at Derby, got the big job, and it didn't if quite he, pan if out. He's not wanting to go to Norwich. How the hell is he going to go to Glasgow Rangers? What? Because, mate, yeah, no, of course, that, that I agree. That's miles away. No, no, and that's what I was saying from a football point of view. I think the Rangers' job makes sense. I don't think it did, you know, no one knows today. It's his, it'll be up to him and his family to decide. But what I was saying is from a football point of view, I could see Rangers being a good fit for him. And also, like, he had the Derby job, did a great job, then went, got the big Chelsea job. It didn't quite pan out for him. I do think. At another club, he would have got a bit more time. Sorry, so you don't sorry. know. Let me just stop you there. What great job did he do, Derby? Well, he got them. He he was getting them competing for the playoffs, mate. He was. They were competing playoffs, in the playoffs. They right. more than they've done since. Pretty much the same as what they were doing previously. But, half of but them they played were, good football. Half, half of them were Chelsea players. They yes, his mate. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I just think Norwich job's a bit of a poison chalice for someone in his position because they look like they're going to go down. They're not going to spend a great deal of money. They kind of want to do it on the on the, the same sort of squad they've had for the last couple of years. I just don't I just think it's a like it's a a lose lose situation. Because even if he stays, if even if he keeps them up, if he got went in there now and they keep them up this year. They've got a battle relegation and then probably go down next year and he gets sacked. So it's like 
from his point of view, I felt like it was a it wasn't a good fit. But we don't look, you don't know if he's gone there and, and they've said well and there's hardly no money and he's looked at the yeah. squad and like and you said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of different reasons, but he's pulled out of talks at the moment. Um but there's still uh, a long, long time left in the season to, so to go is, in yes. there think oh, I'm gonna get relegated. Can't have that negative attitude. Yeah, but I you've got to know what you're gonna be able to bring in and yeah. Owen oh, Jones says uh, Potter is the best English manager around for me. There we go. Um, Not having it. Oh, he's doing a phenomenal job, mate. That's all we could say is yeah, he's doing a phenomenal mm, job. Yeah. No. Wouldn't say he's the best English manager around, but he's doing you know, people an sleep on People sleep on people that have done a good job for years and just forget about it. Someone does has a good season and you know, he was fighting relegation last week, last year. So, uh, you know, yeah, Sean died. She's English. She's been in the Premier League with Birmingham. and she's been a good budget. He did He did do a good job um, at that Swedish club, didn't he? Uh, for like seven years, five years, six years. Oh, I've forgotten what their name. I'm going to have to Google that. But he, he was at a Swedish club for a few, like eight years or seven years, something like that. And then he went to the Jacks. For a year, yes, he's a good and, coach. Don't get me wrong. Someone mentioned a couple of weeks ago that he'd taken a United job and left him out. Just, just no, yeah, I don't stuff. think he's quite ready for that. Yeah, so but he's up there, mate. He's up there, but you know, again, it's November. You know, let's see where he is in March, April, May. You know, but to be fair, they you know, Brighton. I've got to give it to Brighton. They are one of the, these days. Find struggle to watch a game of football and concentrate, but Brighton are an entertaining team to watch. Indeed, mate. Um, Geraint, I'm assuming Harry Kane scored a couple of goals because people are uh, uh, Geraint just asked me about Harry, so yeah, you know, yeah. The, the guys messaged me today saying, Oh, what do you think the score is going to be? I said it's going to be 4 0. He went, Yeah, but he's not playing, he's not playing, he's not playing. Yeah, he's playing Albania, yeah. So, come on now, yeah. um. Before we get to the questions, mate, I want to put this kind of discussion with you. Um, I gave you a little bit of a heads up of it earlier. So there was a few posts going around social media this week uh, regarding Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, and obviously you're a United fan as well, so I want to get your take on it. Because I saw you put a post up saying anyone who's a United fan using the hashtag Holly, Oli out should hang their head in shame or something similar. No, 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 no. If anyone on my... Twitter is following the Ollie protest. Please press the unfollow button and fuck off, you weirdos. That that, there's an actual protest, is there? About no, 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 no. Now it's changed. It's just the Glazer out one. Because they oh, turned okay. up to the Old Trafford with an Ollie out, it gets slapped. Simple I was going to say, that. can't imagine that happen. would have been. Uh... They don't. We don't do kind of stuff like that, at Old Trafford, especially to a person like Ali Gunnar Solskjaer. You mad? So yeah. Now it's now it's a, a glazer, but it won't happen. Rodriguez, your podcast there, mate. Shoot the defence. Says Graham Potter, better yeah, than Eddie yeah, Howe. Yeah, Eddie Howe. Here we go, mate. Yeah, you probably Graham Potter will probably end up in Cyprus in the league there or something like that. Oh, come on. He's better than Mick McCarthy, mate. Jesus. Oh, well, you know, you never know. We won't I say that. He's an ex-Swansea manager as well. Pardon? He's an ex-Swansea manager, and I, I say that he's better than Mick McCarthy. 
No, yeah. right. he, he, he's winding me up because he, he knows he's <laughs> Eddie Howe. Eddie Howe's a better one than Green Potter. No, he's got, <laughs> he got, he's got, he's got, he's got Bournemouth promoted. He's through the leagues. He's got, you know, now he's got Newcastle job. Yes, he's under pressure, but you know, Potter's a good coach. Like I say, he's entertaining coach and he played good football. But come on, still, Man United, come on. <laughs> so there was a few posts going around on like social media and that just basically um so there was this one guy i have no idea if he's uh reputable or if he gets because you get all these football twitter accounts but i saw a few people sort of saying he, that he's reputable so i i wanted to start the conversation with this he says uh manchester united and Oli Gunnar Solskjaer have agreed to go separate ways a couple of weeks ago in order to save the club's image They've agreed that Ollie will step down publicly as the uh, as a man as soon as the manager himself was uh, successful successor has officially signed his contract. Until then, Ollie will stay as a manager. The squad has been informed. Um, the only unanswered question left is who the manager will be. I know for a fact uh, that Zidane tops the list. At first, United fancied Ten Hag, but he made it clear he won't leave mid-season. Brendan Rodgers is a smokescreen to put pressure on Zidane. Um, so, first of, all, to... first of all, go on, you go for He knows this. for a fact the guy's from Colombia. <laughs> he's from Colombia. How does he know? No idea, mate. So, Maybe he's journalist. Could have contacts yeah. all over the world, Mel. You know, you know, sure those people. Sure there's a lot of football Twitter people in there, but yeah. I wasn't necessarily um, wanting to talk about him and whether he's reputable, etc. It was more the discussion of one. Do you think that's a possible scenario? And two, <clears throat> how much pressure is Solskjaer in there? Because it has been bad recently. You're always under pressure. It's Manchester United. He'll know that more than anyone. But, you know, it's, he's, under, he's under pressure. You're always under pressure. So, yeah, it's, it's not good when you hear different noises. All you've got to do now is stick together because you're hearing different noises. Ronaldo's getting a revolt. Bruno Fernandez is this. All the top, you know, alpha males of the team that, you know, they're going at them now. The media's coming out that it's them saying it. Yeah. So you just, you just you know, stick together. He's got to be strong. Usually, when he's back against the wall, he, he comes out fighting and he needs his, his team to do that as well. But yeah, no doubt he's under pressure. And, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't think he's capable of, of being Manchester United manager and taking us to great things. I hope I'm wrong. But what I've seen, it's, it's not going to happen. But I've got to say, from like what, what I touched on with Steven Gerrard, when he come, he's left Manchester United in a better place than when he came. So, yeah. you know, he leaves with his reputation held high. But I don't want that to happen. I want him to succeed. But will I personally think that happened? No, I don't. But... No, I'm still going to back it. I'm not going to ask Ollie out all this crap protest. I'm not. I'm going to back the manager until the hill, until he, he get he gets shown his P45. Until then, then you know my stance on it. I ain't no. Ain't I'm budget. going down in flames with my manager. I'm sticking by him. I'm not uh, reoffering. Oh no, maybe maybe this maybe. He was fucking giving him what he wanted in the contract two years ago. Exactly what he wants. Now he's all, maybe this, maybe he's not good enough, maybe he needs to walk away. I'm not that guy. I'm with you all the way until 
the crash and burn. He's ne managers are never going to walk. I saw someone the other day saying he should, because he loves Man United, he should walk away. Now, let me just say this, regardless of the club, um, so even if you take Solskjaer out of it and you take Man United out of it, no manager from, like, so if you look at when he played football, um, I'm not saying he's short of a few bob, but I'm saying that he wasn't, it wasn't the amount of money that you get paid today. Like he's, he wasn't getting to 250, 300 grand a week or whatever. And also, why should he walk away? He was given a contract. He's going to do his best until they tell him they don't want him or he succeeds. Well, and he, then he'll get his payoff and then he can go with his head held high. Why, why should why he should quit? Because he's, he's got a very, very good reputation. And, you know, every week this kind of stuff happens. His reputation is diminishing. I would not argue with real man his managerial man not with his managerial United fans, but there are a lot of poison, callous United fans out there. Yeah, there is. Bad mouthing him and, and don't even have no clue about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and what he's done for Manchester United. Mm. So, you know, it, it's it's a difficult one, but you know, like I say, he is under pressure and. He's got. To, he's got to hope his players got him out of it because this is his team. I can't. I can't remember many football clubs um, turning against genuine legends, even if things go bad when they, if they take over as manager. I, I can't it, remember it too many clubs turning against like genuine out and out no, legends. It, it, like it doesn't happen. It's people from all over the world. No, no, no. It's people from London who support Spurs and dickheads in, in Nottingham who support Nottingham Forest who are bad Marvin. They're not Manchester United fans. Stuck they won't get up. seen at Old Trafford. That's why they're filming in back streets and not outside Old Trafford anymore. Because we don't put this shit anymore. Because they're all talking crap. Bad him, Just abusing him. Wanting your team to get beat, to get a person sacked, is not Manchester United. Fuck off with someone up somewhere else with that shit. It doesn't. We don't. Don't tolerate it. It doesn't happen. Good for you, mate. I, I I like the passion, mate, and I agree with you 100%. Um, if he goes anytime soon, those three names which I mentioned, Zidane, Rogers, um, and uh, Ten Hag, you happy with all three? Have you got a preference? Um, Any of them sort of underwhelm you? Preferably, preferably Rogers for me. Because he's got, you know, I know the Liverpool connection, but I think he's a really good coach. I like the way he talks. I just, I just, I've always liked Brendan Rodgers. He's a good coach. He's, he, you can play for him, and he knows what he's talking about. Zidane, you know, you can't say no to Zidane because of the play and what he did at Real Madrid as a coach as well. So I'd prefer them to, but you know, I'm still with Oli until until told otherwise. Do you think with Zidane that the fact that Zidane doesn't speak any English would hold back from doing a good, like, from hold back from uh, doing a good job long term or even short term? Do you think that's a problem in this day and age? Say again. If because Zidane doesn't speak English, do you think that's a problem? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think but, even with a couple of French people, players... Yes, but yes, but you've got people there like Pogba, Varane, other French people, that speaking people there who can speak English. But yeah, it's a problem. No. Um, but Gabriel's has been here four years and done yeah. what speak. So 
it's it's an it, it irritates me that it irritates me because if you go to a country have the respect to learn the language yeah at least try you know do your yeah. best like well, yeah don't um not just like not you're just not even bothering Owen oh, Jones says he can't see Zidane ever coming to the Premier League. Yeah, he also says he thinks Brendan Rodgers will be the next Man United manager. Yeah, yeah if I, if I had to yeah, put I my if I had to put money on it, I think I'd say Brendan Rodgers will take over at the end of the season. I think Solskjaer stays there till the summer because this one I don't think United want to sack Solskjaer mid-season if they can if they can avoid it. What they want to see it out. What's what's pro- <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> What's proper nine as well? If events wouldn't have happened, and how Wales have done so well, you know Ryan might have been in the talks of it because the way that the job that he's done, well, Wales are turning down the young yeah. players and and the way they're playing. But obviously the events are, have happened, and we'll see what happens in January. But he would have definitely been in the running for it. So, hundred percent. You know, it's a, it's a shame, but we'll see what happens. But can I ask you a hypothetical question on that then? If, uh, so if you take out everything that's happened, if he was still doing well as Wales manager and the Man United job was offered to him, do you think that pull would be too much for him to take over oh, yeah, that club? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. How long was he there? 30 years? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, he was, he was until 40, played until 38. 40, until he was 40, what? 44, Jesus. 43. Unbelievable, so, yeah. yeah. It's a long time, and it? it's um, well, even being Welsh, I think that's but like I'm pull, saying, he, he went the easy route, he didn't do the Stephen Jard where he went the assistant, where you're not making any, where you're not making any um decisions, you, you it's someone else, and you're just going along with it. Where Stephen Jard, he's coaching in the teams, he's making decisions for himself. And then he's gone on to Rangers. Now he's got where well, winning number two. Yeah, now he's coming to the Wales job, but he'd done a really good job. You know, got some of the older players out, blooded some of the young players out, in, did really well in the Euros, even though he, he wasn't there, but it was his team. And obviously, Robert Page was, was going, was listening to whatever. So, but yeah, but Robert Page just took it on and, and gone on. But he would have definitely been in the conversation. Definitely. Yes. Would it have been a bit too early? Possibly. Maybe. Possibly, but it would have definitely been in the conversation because of his stature at Manchester United and how well he's done it at, at, at Wales. I do I wonder whether they would have had their fingers burnt with Solskjaer with like a more recent yeah, but Sol- yeah, but Solskjaer didn't do well as a coach anywhere. Yeah, that's true. I think so he got just, it off from being to do a stop the caretaker. Had a, yeah. had a great 15 results, 15 games. You know, you, you you see the coach, like I say, you can see in it the way they talk, the way the, the way the the, the, the players play, uh, and yes. Ryan's no different from Stephen Gerrard in that aspect. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Couple of couple of questions then to finish us off. Lorna Evans says, uh, "Do you think John Terry will eventually manage a football club?" Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And see the dog getting shot there. She's, she's yeah, trying to get in the shot, yeah. trying to steal, steal, steal a moment from you, isn't he? Beautiful little dog. My dog's getting proper old now. She can't oh, even. Man. She's just like struggling to get up, and I 
just walking joking. around farting no, every no time she moves. He's only 12 months. He's a proper... Yeah, a puppy. Uh, KHR says, Roger, who would you like to see replace Jeff Stelling as uh, on Soccer Saturday? That's an interesting question. Yeah, that is a good question. See, oh, that's, that's, well, that's the one that you'd have to you know, chew a on. A few years bit. ago, mate, I'd have said Stan Collymore. When he was working no, at Talk Sport, no, I'd have said Collymore. No, no. Do you know why? No. Because I don't watch Soccer Saturday, so I'd like no. to see everyone going nuts. Soccer oh. Saturday, you've got to have, you know, you've got to needs to be someone about, you know, you've got to have a bit of banter. You've yeah. got to obviously know the game, but Stan Collymore, no. Steve's a radio, Steve's a radio. Who, who do you think would be a good shout for it? Um, I'm trying to think if there's like I think Jim White will probably be in with a shout with it because he's got no, a talk sport no, show. No, 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 I don't no, think he's a good no, fit. It's a new panel, so you want someone new, like a David Prutton. No, not a bad shout. Not a bad Out of shout. Field. No, someone I like. like that. Um, who's the? Oh, I, 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 I apologize, I've forgotten her name. The the woman who works on BT Sport as a presenter she's really good um yeah. and the other I, i've forgotten a bloody name no you could go off, offside and get, get a woman in laura woods but yeah there's a couple of decent women producer uh, yeah, presenters yeah. around at yeah, the moment um so you could go you could go with a woman just get roy keen in there get roy keen in there just to insult roy everyone keen's not, roy keen's not a, I know. a host i know but it's just do him arguing with um What's his face yeah, last right. weekend was hysterical. You can um <laughs> climbing. Um <laughs> you can what was the question? Uh presenter of soccer. Center. I, um yeah Laura Woods. No one springs to mind. Oh, yeah, I think it's something different. But there have to be, you know, there's only a couple of two or three that are really good. Probably, yeah. What's the one who used to work on Talk Sport and now does? I think she Look works for the BBC now. She's George. American now. She's America. There's two Georgies, though, isn't there? There's Georgie Thompson and there's one that married Chris Chris Coleman. Is that Georgie Bingham? No, I don't know. I, I forget. One of them which married one. Chris Coleman, isn't there? Um, I don't know. But they're both really good. So I wouldn't yeah, be yeah, but it's, for, no, um, Jeff Stone's been. Jeff Do you know what, Stone's mate? Been. If Georgie Thompson hadn't gone the American route, I think she would have probably been the person to get it because Sky loved mm. it. She's personable. She knows about football. Kirsty Gallagher, kind of she's t- dropped off the face of the earth. Where's she gone? That's a good point. She used to be everywhere as well, didn't she, on Sky, on the yeah. various panel shows and that. Yeah, and um, suddenly she disappeared. Next question, Donna says... Uh, why do you think Brighton are doing so well this year? Graham Potter, he's a good coach. Graham Potter, best coach yeah. in England. Um, yeah, I won't go that far. No, he's not, best no, English he's not, coach, sorry. He's not, not best Man English. United. No, he's Cyprus level. Told Stell before. <laughs> what about uh, Rob Boyle says, if you've got uh, what's your nickname? Nickname? Yeah. Oh, I've got a few. Conan. Um, my younger days, uh, Roland. Roland, why is that? Then? Roland the rat. Uh. 
That was a very long time ago. Very long time. But uh, no, I haven't really got any nicknames. Um, actually, my company's called Roland Media Limited. Remember that? Because my friend who used to call it, mate, he's, he died now, so, yeah. Yeah, good. Okay. But I couldn't name a company, Roland Media Limited. I, I like, uh, I like um, yeah, companies named after something, which means something. I like that. Yeah. But, um... You no, haven't got anything at the moment? No. No. Rodders, isn't it? Rodders, usually. Rodders. Oh, it, I, it does me in that, though. <laughs> Rodders associate with Plonker. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Rodders, you Plonker. Straight away. It's the first thing yeah. you think of. Um, Leslie Coates said, uh, Roger, what's your, what was your favourite food in prison? He's obsessed with the, the, the prison question. Who said that? Leslie. He, he said his was pizza. Best he's had. See, see Leslie, I, I was I box smart. I knew people was there. So when I was coming, I said I was vegetarian. So instead of being in the big hall with the mess, I was in the small room with the vegetarians and the Muslims. And then you befriend the Muslims and then you get the halami. There we go. Clever. Clever. So lamb, halami, mutton and rice. Yeah. And a bit of vegetables to go with it. Nice. Nice. Uh, Donna says, uh, who do you visit family-wise when you come to Cardiff? They're all so bloody nosy. Unreal. Yeah. Donna, I've seen it. I don't speak to Hayley, any of them. They've ostracised me. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, they don't speak to me. So I haven't spoke to any of them for about 10 years. I've just seen, seen Hayley's uh, son, Callum. I've seen him a couple of months ago. Chat to him when I was in Cardiff and I was staying there. Good stuff. But other than that, yeah. I've not seen any of them for 10 years. I see the other family, the dark side. Um, let's have a look. Let's have a look. Any more questions? There was, I'm sure there was another one. Roy Keane is a replacement for Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, yes or no? No. Ollie, Roy Keane would be a good number two. I think he's there. I think he's shown that he's could potentially be one of the you know, like um, Carlos Quirez was regarded as like the best number two in the world for a few years. Yeah, I think. And whenever he, he took a manager's job, it didn't do well, that's, did it? That's the problem you've got. He wants to be. He did well at Sunderland. He'd be good. Good manager. He needs to get a, the right job. Ipswich was was shocking. Don't know why he went there. But Sunderland did a good job. He got him promoted. He kept him up. And then, yeah, I think he's the one where you've got a shelf limit, Royke, and You can only take so much to Royke. Like, if I was, he was coaching me after about three or four years, I'd be fucking scrapping with him or something. we be like, sure, yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> you, I think you'd get sick of it. So, as a player, it's different. You see his qualities and, and you, you know, you go with it. But yeah. even then, his qualities diminished and he was down the road. His mouth yeah. got too much and he was like, see you later. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, few few suggestions from the people for Soccer Saturday. Uh, Rob Boyle says Cammy. Uh, Donna, Donna Perry <laughs> you want says someone who's Alex actually Scott. capable of doing the job. Chris yeah, I can Kamara, imagine Chris Kamara getting a bit he's, pickled. He's all right in the in the on the grounds. He's not good sitting there for six hours. He have a laugh. Let's have a look. Um, Right, it looks like I think we've got through all the questions. Um, so appreciate you guys uh, watching and listening as always. Please do check out manscape.com, use the code gigs, get 
get 20% off and free shipping. Help us out, support the show, support the channel by supporting our brand partners. Helps us out a lot. I can't tell you how much that helps us out a lot. Um, Leslie Coates, I'm going to finish with this, mate, because this is possibly the the most ridiculous question I've ever heard. Uh, He says, what's your Twitter handle? It's literally underneath your face, right by there. It's by there. Jesus. (laughs) That's it. Uh, oh, that, Garen Cole says Mark Chapman will be the next Soccer Saturday person. I Matt really Chapman hope not. Good shout, but he, he's a BBC, I, guy. Yeah, he's a BBC um, guy. Yeah. Chap- what's uh, Dan Walker? Maybe is it another Dan one? Dan Walker will be also stuff? a BBC guy. I think if um, but he's all got contracts with BBC. So yeah, of course. Yeah. What about Lineker? He's out of BT Sport. Also, mind you, mm, no, he does my head in. Lineker, he's match the day guy. Yeah, match a day is bigger than soccer Saturday. Yeah, I think so. And what it's about it's shorter? It's it's more money. Yeah, yeah, it's a long old day. Isn't it? Guy only wants to sit there for six hours, five hours, and he just comes in on Saturday night and gets four million quid a year. Come on, I reckon um, Tim Tim Lovejoy would have been good, but once he left Soccer AM and went and did that, what's he do? Yeah. He does something on Sunday. He left Soccer AM as, as air fell out, and that was it. Curtains, wasn't yeah. it? Channel and Four. Chris Air, wasn't he? What's he Channel do? He does four. something on a Sunday, doesn't he? Channel, yeah, some some cooking thing. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Ah, um, Rodri, anything planned for the weekend, mate? Planned? Um, no, nothing. Nice Watch chill Wales weekend tomorrow. Weekend. Watch the end of uh, uh, the scrum in a bit against the Albanians, and then that's it. And then what about, uh, oh, that's what I was going to say, we, I forgot to get to, was Scotland sealed a playoff place against Moldova. Yeah, big, um, fat, big, big, uh, well done to, to Clark. He seems to have turned that round massively. He seems to be a really good coach and, you know, giving time. Well, He's done a really good job because they was in the same turmoil as as, as uh, Wales were a few years ago, but they've seemed to turn it around. And all the home nation teams have started to do really well which is good you'd like to see them all at the world cup really yeah i absolutely made 100 100 percent um most importantly i just want wales to get there that's, yeah that's but yeah you obviously you want your hometown but you, you know you want to see scotland it would be wales, northern ireland and republic of ireland all there because yeah it's just good for the yeah it would be, everyone, would be the uh would be just an immense one to be able to come on you every uh, for the first couple of weeks of the World Cup, like, and there'd be like Scotland, Ireland, Wales, England. Yeah. That would be yeah. phenomenal. Really, yeah. would love that. You kind of know all the players as well, so or kind of most of them, and yeah, it's... yeah. Steve Clark, mate, I think um, he's done a good job um, wherever he's gone. I would say I think there was one job which went a bit sour for him quite quick, might have been West Brom, but I think on the whole, Steve Clark has done a really good job wherever yeah. he's gone and he's a good coach as well but I think if I remember and I'm, I'm my memory shocking but I think with the West Brom thing I think he rubbed a few players up the wrong way because he's quite abrasive at, at, at times isn't he um, and I think he kind of rubbed some people up the wrong way in his second season if I remember correctly but um, yeah he did a good job Villa I don't think he was there he was assistant manager wasn't he to um, 
Di Matteo for a bit. But I think he seems to be a good coach as opposed to a manager. And I think those type of to, to type of managers, they seem to do quite well at international level. Um, there's a few knocking about who've, who've been like assistants or I had like a few stints at manager. And then when they go up to, a, you know, be international managers, they do quite well. But um, yeah, going to be interesting. Uh, don't forget to do your soccer six, mate. No, and, no. Um, no, I've done it. We'll I did be, it at the start. Here we go. And we'll be back next Friday. But uh, keep an eye out on your social medias and stuff like that. Because you never know what might, you know, what might pop up on there. Um, Ace Podcast Nation official on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, at AceCast underscore Nation on Twitter. At Rod James Giggs on, uh, on the Twitter machine. Give us a follow. Spread the word. Tell your people about the show. Still a relatively new show. As uh, as we continue to grow and and uh, develop, but uh, we'll be back next week. Join us Sunday evening, the Danny Batten Fight Show. Um, I'm going to be announcing the guest either tonight, later on, or, or tomorrow morning. But um, if you're an MMA fan, uh, it's an absolute blinder. Current world champion, and uh, he's joining me from America. It's going to be, I can't wait. It's going to be a really good good show on Sunday. So uh, that'll be 8 o'clock on Sunday. What are we going to talk about next week when we're there? I don't know, mate. I don't know. We're going to have to work it out, what do you mean? We're going to have to work it out. Yeah, so um, I suppose we could put it to the people now, can't we, now that it's all in in everything. Uh, Next week, me and Rodri are recording a show in a studio. um, And we want to talk about some subjects which not necessarily like the latest games and the latest stuff which go out of date quickly. We want some sort of stuff which can last a bit longer. So if you've got any subject uh, any subject suggestions or anything like that, get them to us over the weekend by the start of next week. And um, we, you never know, your subject or your questions might be featured in that show, which will be out at a later date, but there'll certainly be some clips coming out of it. Um, but we'll still be here Friday as usual, but... Um, yeah, so if there's any subjects you can think of, then send them in. But uh, until then, we bid you farewell, and uh, we'll see you next week. Laters. Nice one. Diggs. G-I-G-G-S. No. Roderick. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you have? It's opinion. I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion, Messi is better than me. But in my mind, I'm better than him. I do it again.
Social Podcast Network.